grow and so we roll Using procurement, program and control As a small biz pro and so we grow Using procurement, program and control I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Business Zone with Crystal and Coach Gilbert Buchanan, your small business paramedic. And today, Crystal, we're going to have a great show. So we are going to have a great show. How you doing? I am good. It's been a little. It's you know the week goes by. It goes by so fast. It's hard to keep up, man. I hear you. And the next minute is Friday. Man, this year this year is zipping by too quickly, man. I don't know what's going on there. I I agree. It's just way too quickly. It's like we need to tell the world to slow down. Exactly. That, that we, what's our hurry? Yeah. Before you know it, before you know it, this show will be fifteen years in the making, right? Right. Exactly. Fifteen years in the making. We already at year. Well, actually, year seven. Um. July, July, which is another month. Yes, yes. Uh, July what? Sixteenth? It is. No, July eighth. The first. July eighth. Yeah, there yeah. we go. And so yeah. we got less than thirty days to. Well, actually, we got about thirty-five days to go. Thirty-five days to go. Yeah. Oh so man. We will have been on the air, and we've been hanging tough. So that's a good thing. That means, <laughs> that means we got sustainability, co-host. We got. Right. I think so, I think so, co-host. <laughs> oh man, this is amazing. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is the business zone. We're on every Friday from three to four. Or if we've got a great guest and the guest is interesting, we'll extend it on till 4:30. Business Zone is the number one small business show in Southern California and the world. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a lot of small businesses all over the world who tune into our program and they want our advice, our coaching, our information and resources. So you guys, you can check us out uh, on YouTube, right, Crystal? How yeah, do they get to us on YouTube? You can go over to YouTube, The Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert and click that little subscribe, subscriber button and subscribe so that you get notification every time we come on and you can and you get a reminder so you don't have to remember because sometimes it's just hard to remember because it's just so much going on all the time. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So you got your Facebook, you got your YouTube, and I think we, we're now on LinkedIn, Crystal. Well, it actually, uh, I put it up there today, the night after we, we actually broadcast. We haven't quite, we're not live there yet, but we're working on it. But we are live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook. We're um, on RBD, Recycling Back Dollars Facebook page, on the Business Zone Facebook page. And in a few minutes, you're going to be live on my Facebook page. I share it. And uh, so... <laughs> There is nowhere on this on the internet right now that you don't have access to the business zone. So, so if you're a small business and you want to promote your business, you want to be a guest on our show, just make sure you reach out to us, whether through email or on 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 YouTube. You can send us a message, and we'll be happy to put you on as a guest. Uh, Crystal, I think the link is there on uh, YouTube, right? 
Uh, yeah, the link is on YouTube. I'll po I'll post the link in the, in our on our chat in a few as we as we go through the rest of the afternoon here, and you can get it there, or you can reach out to either myself or Gilbert, and we'll make sure you get that link. And no better place to market your business than on a uh, show that's broadcasting live, especially that has a following and. And we're here consistently every week. Uh, today we are um, we have Miss Ginger Campbell, who's a publicist, and she's going to talk about why it's so why it's so in, uh, important for businesses to make sure they have visibility and that their brand is visible in the marketplace. Because truly, if no one knows you in business, nobody's going to be supporting you. Your that business. is true. That is true. That means you're the silent business operator. <laughs> you, they're not going to come find you. So you want to make sure you've got some kind of visibility out there. And that's, that's what we try to help to do on this show. Uh, by bringing you on as a guest, the whole world get to see you. And then we provide you a link that you can use that link for your marketing promotions, your promos, whatever you need to do. So, and you know, it's so funny, Gilbert, I, we, uh, guys, I was just telling Gilbert, we'll be on the air uh, seven years in um, on Jan on July 8th. So we're excited. We're celebrating. We're, we're in, our, in the midst of our seventh year. But one of the things that I think for my business, especially, this was one of the best things that we could have done. Yeah. Because yeah. it really keeps you in the limelight. People get to hear your expertise. and. Yeah. If you're a subject matter expert in, in your industry, they get to see you live every week performing your craft. That's and right. so when it, 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 it makes the, your sale that much easier by them being able to tune in and see you at, in action on a regular basis. And you they you never leave their minds. That's right. <laughs> And that, that's critical, man. That's critical. You know, Crystal, I've taught a lot of workshops. I've taught thousands of workshops, and I'm sure you have too. Yes. And some of my uh, participants, some of my clients that I get, right, it's not because I met them and they decide, oh, I like what he's saying. I want to do business. Many of my clients, Crystal, are people I've met a year ago, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. I don't even remember some of these folks, but they called me, hey, I was in one of your workshops and I remember you said this, this, and this, and it, it stuck in my mind since, and I've been wanting to call you, so I'm calling you now. I need help. You know, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing how we get our clients. So, you know, as, as, as professionals, as uh, practitioners in our trade, in our industry, we need to make sure we, we put our best foot forward we create that impression because we never know how many potential clients we're inspiring and and uh and, and uh, you never you you never know and you never know and you meet people is like uh you know i've had several people and i'm sure you've heard this as well um when when you need the teacher the teacher will appear yeah and so i've had that and so someone may have been uh, uh scrolling through facebook or youtube and they were like oh you i need to i've been needing to call you oh my god i'm so glad i ran across you and then I, and then they and then i get a phone call and like you said it could be a year or two since they actually saw us or they heard me speak somewhere they heard you speak uh, or somebody mentions you in a conversation so 
Uh, I like to be the household name. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm I get a kick about. out of being the household name. <laughs> and, and Crystal, I really want to share with you that uh, I've talked to a few uh, a few clients this week, and uh, a few of them have some great compliments about you. They have a very complimentary thing to say that you you are the bomb. You're you're amazing. You really <laughs> help them with their business. So just want to put it out there to let you know that you know there's folks out there who. They may not say anything to you directly, but they really are inspired by you. They're impressed by you and they love the information you provide and you've been helping their business and, and you don't even know it. <laughs> right, exactly. The same thing, same thing for you. When you got sick, when you had COVID, oh my God, I think you were more popular than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting texts and calls and is he okay? Where is he? Oh my God, I'm praying. When I sent out the message to pray for you, oh my gosh, folks went into overdrive. Pain. They went into prayer mode. <laughs> they went into prayer mode. I, I called one person that I knew that we both knew that was a prayer warrior. Yeah. Went to town. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank, thanks to all of our listeners, our, our clients, our fans out there. I appreciate you guys supporting us all these years. And uh, you know, you know, Crystal and I—we've been in the industry for over thirty years, doing a lot of great things with small business. We are advocates. We are a shepherd in this industry. We guide small businesses in a positive way. So, you know, we're just very excited when you guys show your appreciation for us. And one way you can show your appreciation for us is to work on getting business ready, loan ready, contract ready, nonprofit ready, and go out and get contracts and grants. That's the way you guys can show yeah, your appreciation. Yeah, that, that's definitely the way. So we, we can make sure we can brag about you guys. And when someone yes. is looking for your in your business, we can feel confident that you're going to be confident yeah. when we refer you over there to them. So that'd be cool. Uh, Gilbert, you had some exciting news this week that you oh. shared with me. Oh, yes. I want to share it sparingly, though, because I okay. already <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, once again, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, when I went to um. When I went to the hospital in December for COVID, I was in there for two weeks. Didn't have insurance. You know, I was a mess. I was lost. <laughs> and my co-host went into guerrilla mode. She went out and started talking to folks out there and letting folks know what was going on with me. People started praying for me. And, uh, you know, I received those blessings and those prayers. And, you know, in two weeks, I, I felt better. I recovered from the COVID. And uh, when I walked out of the hospital, I walked out with a huge bill. <laughs> that bill was almost $150,000. I'm going, what? This is like a mortgage right here. So that was my bill right there. So I've been trying to work with the, the hospitals and, you know, their finance department and say, hey, you know, can you help me? Because I know the federal government provide funds for many of these hospitals. So the money that they're um, giving us um, uh, relief on is not really their own, it's government money. So right. so I asked, I kept asking for help. Hi, Monique, welcome to the Business Zone. So um, 
I kept asking and asking and asking. And, you know, as small businesses, we got to be relentless. We got to keep knocking and knocking and knocking at the door. You get knocked down. You know, how many times you get knocked down, you get back up. So I kept knocking at the door, asking for help. And then they finally grant me my wish this week. They said, hey, we're going to waive that $150,000 bill that you had. We're going to zero it off. I'm going, what? Really? <laughs> this is like winning the lottery, man. So folks, thank congratulations, because I know that was weighing heavy it on was weighing on my mind, man, because I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to kill me. It's going to send me to my grave. Just <laughs> so think, my <laughs> you've been paying 30 years for your, your school loans. You've been, you would be uh, in your grave paying exactly. for this one. <laughs> exactly, man. Unbelievable. 23 years paying on that student loan. And they're still trying to tell me I owe money. This is crazy, man. $46,000, Crystal. That was the loan, $46,000. And, and it's 23 years now, and they're telling me I still owe them money? <laughs> they said I owe them $33,000. For, oh, for 23 man. years, I've been paying on that thing. So... And at this point, you would have you had to get a new uh, degree in order to to be able to uh, function in this new world order exactly. we're living in. <laughs> exactly, I'm going to upgrade the degree. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like a double pressure on my heart there, you know. So I said no. So the COVID bill went away. So you know. Working so, on my that student loan. The school, the school loan. Well, I am so pleased for you. I know. Uh, hey, Gloria. Hey, Greg. Hey, Catherine and Monique. So here's what I used that during the time when everybody was being resistant to getting their vaccinate, to getting their boosters and their vaccinations. And yeah. like that. I, if nothing else will deter you from getting COVID, yeah. go get go to get COVID and you have to get a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bills. That'll yeah. put y'all straight. And <laughs> Exactly, because I I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, I'm thinking, well, they claim we should get our vaccinations. I did. I got two of them, so I should be okay. But bam, I got COVID anyway. So I said, all right, well, maybe you know the hospital will take care of it then, because they told us to get vaccinated. I did, so. They should yeah. take care. They didn't want to take care of it. They say, uh-huh, you owe us a hundred and fifty. Yeah. hundred and fifty. That's not even well, that's not a house here, but it may be a house in another in a south. It's a yeah. house in the south. <laughs> it, could, it, could, it could pay for a house upstate New York and Binghamton, New York. Because when I was there, I bought a house for fifty-four grand when I was there. So that could you know, now we could buy that. Yeah, Greg, or going Greg, Greg, Greg said, you're going to have to move to Jamaica, man. <laughs> yeah, Gloria. Gloria said her policy expires on the 23rd. Yeah, go look, and, go look for it. Make sure you're making sure that they cover any pandemics. And yeah. what we got right now, monkeypox. So you yeah. want to make sure anything that can be catastrophic in the, in the future, you got coverage for. <laughs> Make sure, guys, because I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, they're saying certain things will not happen. I don't think anything is absolute. So there's always a loophole. 
And Always. sometimes that loophole gets to us. So uh, exactly. Uh, man. Now, right now, Crystal, I don't even want to see anyone. I don't. I don't want to meet with anyone. I want to go. Yeah, in I'm, I'm still pretty leery. <laughs> I still take my chance. I, I, I'm not all that thrilled to go out there amongst the the world. And right now, because there's graduations and events, and everybody yeah. seems to think that pandemic is over with. So I'm real cautious. Greg said he don't think he's ever seen you this happy. <laughs> I am so happy, Greg. You know, you just don't know it, man. That hundred and fifty thousand pound gorilla is off my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, well, we're happy for you. Before we get to our guest, Gilbert, I just wanted to. Uh, today, I was reading, and um, uh, I was reading that Elon Musk. Yeah, two days ago, he had put a disclaimer uh, on Twitter. This seems to be his new new platform. Is Twitter. And that he was uh, um, telling his employees if they don't come back to work, he is going to consider them resigned, that they have resigned from the company. And that uh, everyone, a 40 hour week has to take place in the office. So I just kind of wanted to talk about today that we're living in a new world nowadays. And yes, we are. New and new and employers have to start thinking differently um demanding and, and 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 ordering your employees around will get you without you will find yourself without employees because employees are actually saying this is one of their issues this is what the great resection res, res, resignation was, exactly. was exactly. work work balance and mm -hmm. people treating you with this with without respect and right. if you're professionals you want to be treated with respect right, right. Right. That's one, exactly. the, that's one of the reasons I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly. As a matter of fact, a survey conducted by IBM said 58% of employees who, who are currently working from home, they prefer to stay at home. They don't want to go back in the office environment because they want to compromise their health. They don't want to take that whatever that raggedy monkeypox stuff there in the workplace back home to their kids or family and affect right. them. Infect right. them. So, we understand that and it sounds to me that this is now a human rights type situation so i don't see how many employers can force employees to to come back into uh, uh, an, a a pandemic type situation and mm -hmm. think that's going to work for them i i don't i don't think so and on top of that if you if you do an, an analysis and I, and I and i pulled up something from um an organization uh, that talked about what has been the cost benefit. So a lot of times, you know, and this is the International Association of Independent Accounting Firms. So we, you know, we all look at, we always look at the cost benefits yeah. of, of what you're doing, right? And right. so one of the things that they, uh, they did an analysis, and this is what we have to think about. We talk about our bottom line, right? right. And so some of the benefits of working remotely is now you have exposure to wider talent pools. You right. don't have to have all your talent coming in from several zip codes that's in the proximity of the business that exactly. you're in. Exactly. Uh, so that gives you more opportunity to have broader. Uh, right. You could somebody could be halfway around the world. They may be working at night, but right. nevertheless, they still right. can perform and do their job. The other advantages is improved mental health. 82% of remote workers re report lower levels of stress compared to working in an office environment. Yeah. So I know 
that driving in Los Angeles is a very stressful situation. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yeah. I remember when we were in the studio and you had to come in from, oh, in from the, uh, the Sam Graver Valley area and come in. You'd be driving on on two wheels. I'm telling you, man. I was speeding every day, putting all the people's lives at risk, my life at risk, trying to get to the studio on time. You know, it was crazy. It was crazy. Right. And, and then... When I when I was the manager for the small business development center, the SBDC at the, at the Santa Monica Airport, I had to drive every day twenty six miles one way to work and twenty six miles back home in that toxic traffic on the ten freeway. So can you imagine that stress that I had? Oh, oh yeah, because I lived back in the day. Um, I lived in the valley. And I worked on the west side, so I, I worked off of Sepulveda. So when I was when that took place, it was not a problem. Well, then I changed my job and I worked on downtown LA. Yeah. So now coming from Sherman Oaks, I couldn't yeah. take the 405 right. or the multiple street uh, right. avenues that I had. I now had to come in on the one-on-one. Yeah. I felt like I was about to lose my darn mind every <laughs> And don't let it have rain. Oh, my God. I'd hear the rain in the morning on the on the skylight. And I was like, oh, God. It's going to be it's gonna be like driving on a, in, in a, in a, uh, it, the, the accident that's going to take place. It was just, it was just horrendous. So I, I just started staying. I would come into work. And I would stay in LA until 10 or 12 o'clock at night, drive yeah. into the, and then drive in when there was no traffic. And then yeah. going in the valley, there's traffic at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So it would be somewhere around 11 before yeah. I would get back to my house, go to sleep and wake up to start that process all start over again. Start the process all over again. And see, that brings a lot more stress because one, you got to deal with that stressful traffic going to work. Then when you get to work, you got to deal with this toxic environment of the people at your job that you don't really like or they're <laughs> hating on you. So now it's like a double entendre. <laughs> Greg said, oh, come on. You are in your cup, the comfort of your car. And if you're not standing for 45 minutes on a crowded subway, New York City subway, trust me. I would probably prefer that, Greg, because I'm standing in the subway instead of me driving on the street and people cutting me off and all of that stuff. Right. Especially in New York. Driving in New York is insane. So actually, there's a cost saving. So uh, Dell, the computer giant, they estimate an annual savings of $350 per year for employees who work remotely 33% of the time. So, so it three, is 350 to the to the employer. To the employer per employee. Wow. And if, 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 who work remotely 33% of the time. That's amazing. Oh, so that's some good stats. Uh now there are some costs, that's the benefits. Yeah. Um then but there are some costs related and then you have employee retention because the em employees um uh tend to when they have that work life balance uh 83% of the workers say working for a company that provides opportunities to work, work remotely would make them happier for their job right. because you know that you're not you know it's not so if you work two days out of the week where you come into the office but you get to work three days at home then that's a better work for balance you get to run errands you're not 
in traffic. You're not driving uh, most of the time. Now, there are some costs to working remotely. So, of course, the companies have to upgrade their IT. Yeah, security. I, yeah, Greg, I'm with you. I have to wear everything that I wear that if I have to dress up has to work around the heel, the, the height <laughs> of my heels. So I'm used to wearing uh, Birkenstocks and tennis shoes. So anything higher than a Birkenstock and a tennis shoe is a problem. <laughs> um. So software upgrades, the companies have to look at upgrading their software so that they can communicate with their with their computer, with their with their employees, uh, cultural bearers. Of course, people are now not working together. Uh, but I say that's a benefit because a lot of times there's some there's some toxicity in a yeah. work in a working environment. Oh, yeah. And 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 there are people that create chaos in a, in, in a working environment. Yeah. And so now those toxic people can stay at home <laughs> yeah. and, and you don't have to work with them. Only time you have to deal with them is on Zoom. So. Right. There are some benefits. So I think employers uh, need to look at that. And that was one of the things that I did when I left my company. I told my company in order to convert my my employer to my client, I gave him a rundown. This was back in I went um, I went solo in, in 98, somewhere in 98 to early 2000, late uh, 90s. And I yeah. told him, I said, look, I come into work 830. I spend. 30 minutes, 25 to 30 minutes walking around the office saying hello to everybody, having coffee, having tea, chit-chatting with the employees, especially if it's Monday morning. Then I come and I get to working about 9.30. I work to 10 o'clock. I got to go to my mandatory legal required break at 10 o'clock. I come back at 5, about 10, 15, 10, 20. Then I work to 12 o'clock. So now I got to take my legal required lunch break and then the state of California will find you if I don't. So I go to my lunch. I've been working for you for about 12, 15 years. So you know I'm not taking an hour lunch. So I come back. <laughs> I come back. I work from, so I come back at whatever, 12, 120, 130. I work to three. I got to take my second required legal break. And then at four o'clock, then I come back and I work until 430. Then I got to go back around the office and say hello and goodbye and check up and see how everybody's doing. So I literally have worked six hours. So I tell you what, I will work for you six hours at my house. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about all those other legalities. Because I will oh, be and you would be my and they bought it. <laughs> they <went for>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They know it's true because they're they're tallying it up. They're going, okay, so we have a hundred employees, and if each one of them is doing that, I'm losing two hours per employee. A hundred right. times two, that's two hundred hours right there. I'm losing on a daily basis. Then yeah, maybe maybe I should let them stay and work from home. <laughs> and you're self-employed, so all I'm doing is I'm not having to worry about employee taxes. I had it laid out. I, I gave them a. They couldn't. They couldn't say no if they wanted to because it was very cost-effective yeah. for them, and so they became my first client. So that's amazing. So that was that was me uh, um, uh, working remotely, but on my own terms. I think this working remotely is a good thing. Uh, I mean, here they're saying in the survey they're saying. 
83 uh, percent of employer of workers they say that working from home is a good thing they prefer that opportunity plus it it helps the the employer to retain their employees 80 83 percent of their employees so that's a good thing for them and on top of that they don't have to lose two hours uh, uh, two to three hours a day per employee just like you just described so that's a good thing for them so i think more and more employers should really take a look at this i don't really want to go back out there and mingle with anyone i want i prefer to do my meetings my consulting one-on-one -on -one coaching online on zoom with my clients i don't want to meet with anyone so. yeah I, i'm i'm but we were already kind of doing that anyway I, if yeah. i did go out i would meet at the urban league every now and then but most of my client meetings are always been taken on the phone and and i was already using zoom uh yeah. before um we zoom became the thing greg says you know, just go back to your corner and shut up yeah. um <laughs> you know and now but now you do have to get you know people want to meet you for lunch and break yeah. Yeah. but at first time then i gotta get dressed yeah. now i only have to dress from the top up and, right. and, and, and make up <laughs> <laughs> So, you, you, you know, I don't even remember how to get together with people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I get together with people on the weekend. But it is, and, and for families and moms with children, it's, it's a good thing because they don't have to worry about child care. If their child gets sick, they can stay at home and take right. care of their children. So Monique is laughing. She's, she's dying laughing. But, yeah, you just have to. So couple one thing I want to throw in there, Crystal, when I was in grad school, we did a study on having workers working in the workplace versus working remotely from home. And we found that the workers in our study, we found that the workers who work from home were much more productive than the ones who stayed in the, in, in, at, at, at the employer's place. And here's why. When you're at home, you want to prove to the employer that you're not, you're not messing around, you're not goofing off. You want to prove that you actually did some work. And I remember when I was contracted with Los Angeles uh, Community College District, uh -huh. they did that. They would let us work from home on a Friday, right? Because I think they were trying to trap us to see who was going to goof yeah. off so they can fire us, right? Right. So every monday morning we had to bring a log of what we did on friday <laughs> demonstrate that we did work that eight hours man and it was amazing you should see us you know working and working monique said absolutely yeah less distractions because, yeah. and i think i know i've been more productive one the time that i would be using to commute to a place I actually use that to get more work done. Yeah, more and, work done. Exactly. And, and I think, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of the employers are feeling, well, you know, in the beginning they had any choice. So they had to trust their employees. But that's yeah. one of the first things that it does is yeah. it provides, uh, uh, you have to trust that your employee is doing the work. And you yeah. know this because yeah. you can actually see it happening. Yeah. And you see things happening, um, um, uh, you, it's a more, uh, you you can see it and a lot of them in that software pro when they had to upgrade their software they incorporated timers and and, yeah. and if if the computer stayed right. stagnant for too long they would know that you weren't working yeah. but i think 
if you have conscientious professional employees, yeah. one, you're trusting them uh, to uh, to be able to to manage their time, yeah. knowing that they are at work during certain times of the day yeah. and to be back there. And I think most people did not take advantage of that. And I, yeah. and I can't, you know, the world was working for two and a half years remotely. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I can't say it doesn't work. It does yeah. work. I totally agree. I totally agree. So I think we're going to bring in our guests. Our, yes, I, I just our, wanted to cover that because that seems our to be a amazing guest speaker. Yes, we are going to bring her in. Let me pull up her um, just a little bit of her her um, bio. She'll she'll give us all of her details, but I should have made us tell you some stuff about her. But her <laughs> name is Ginger Campbell, and she is the. Uh, uh, she called, she says she is the life uh, live event guru. Uh, she's a publicist. Uh, she's been working in her business for a number of years. She's um, uh, I know she has a lot of contacts. She she knows a lot of people. <laughs> and um, and so as, as we always talk about Gilbert, Gilbert, we always talk about um. Uh, having that that uh, your value proposition. What do you bring to the table that makes yeah. you valuable and that no one else has? So yeah. this is Miss Ginger. We're gonna yeah. bring her on. Welcome, Ginger. How hey, are you? How are you guys? Hey, Gilbert. Welcome to the business zone, Miss Ginger Campbell. <laughs> well, it's so I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. You're very good. Very good. So, so, Ginger, tell us about yourself. Oh, well, I, um, I've been in business, Snapper's been in business and I, I have an anniversary this month, like you, or actually next month, like you, um, um, 30 years. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Love it's, it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been great. I mean, I was able to send my kid to, to NYU. I mean, there was so many things I was able to do, um, and being a single mom, I really needed to be around. So this really, you know, having my own business really helped because, you know, when all my family's back in Chicago, so like when it was, you know, Mother's Day, Grandmother's Day, whatever it was at her school, I could be there and, and available to her. So that was a, for, for me, it worked out very, very well to have my yeah. own business, even though, you know, you have your ups and downs like anybody else does, right? So when so you are... It, uh, popular relations and marketing has been your that's been the sole um, services that you provided. No, actually, I started out in event production. I'm you know from Chicago, like I mentioned, and so the first event that I was actually involved with, I was the a marketing director for the mayor's office of special events in Chicago. So we did all the big festivals, Taste of Chicago, the Blues Fest, Gospel, and Jazz, and then I was the general manager of Taste of Chicago. And I just kind of fell in love with event production. It was kind of the way my brain worked. So mm. I started out in that. And then I kind of segued into PR because, well, a lot of times people would hire us to do like festivals and stuff like that. And then the producer's fee that the company that I work for charged was like eating into their advertising budget. So I was like, well, I can write, you know, I'm a good writer. I can, you know, write a press release. I can, and I'll just call some radio stations and try to get some of the people on and, you know, that sort of thing. So it kind of segued into that. And then when I moved here to Los Angeles, I really wanted to work in entertainment. And I was a publicist at Motown for a while. 
And okay. so I started integrating that into the business, you know, into, into the business mix along with events. Plus, you know, PR is a way that you can get events are kind of one-offs, right? Whereas if you're doing PR for somebody, you can, you can get a monthly retainer. So it was also a business decision too. <laughs> so Ginger, tell us, tell us the name of your business and why you chose that name. It's Snap Productions. And the reason it I, I chose that name is that you know, when I went to go file my DBA back in the year of our Lord, I didn't know that you had to come up with the name for your of your company right then and there. So they're like, what's your company name? And here's me. I got to do that today? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, like, I never, I didn't know anything about starting your own business. I, I mean, it, this was all trial by error. And so I said, I thought, you know, John, my 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 step grandfather always called me Ginger Snap, right? So I was like, Snap Productions. <laughs> that was it. And you were born. Huh? And I was born. And there you go. Ginger Snap Productions. Well, that's what a lot of people think. Actually, my company is Ginger Snap Productions. Like I I used to work with a lot of writers when I, I was the PR marketing person at the California African-American Museum. And okay. we created this event called an evening of mystery where we'd have all these mystery writers come and then like people would pay extra to have the mystery writer try to solve the mystery, you know, have the mystery writer at their table. Right. Uh -huh. And so this guy then, um, Gar Anthony Haywood, um, wrote a book and he actually used me as the, you know, as a model for his protagonist. And in the credits, he wrote them Ginger Snap Productions. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I can get it right. <laughs> you know what he could have done? He could have put an apostrophe on Ginger, said Ginger Snap Productions. Right, but he didn't, but I was grateful. So I kept the book and it's my little claim to fame. <laughs> So, so, Ginger, I know that um, the Greater Los Angeles African-American Chamber, they just had an event on May 19th, a gala. Uh, were you involved in that? And how were you involved? What was your contributions? Well, that was a good setup, Gilbert. That was a great <laughs> I um yeah I wrote the script and did the run of show for that particular event so you know trying to come up with stuff that's witty and cute and also trying to keep the time down because you know you give people an inch and they take a ruler so <laughs> so you were part of coordinating that show then that program no, right? I didn't do any of the production on it I did um I did I wrote the script but um you know for the past couple of years. Of course, there really hasn't been a whole lot of live events, you know, I mean, right. everything I've done. I mean, that was my big pivot because when I call it the day the world changed. Right. Yeah. And so the day the world changed, you know, I just watched, you know, all the business go away Every because I was supposed to write the script for the black event that was happening in March. And. Mm -hmm it went away they canceled you know i mean everybody canceled so my big pivot was um we knew people at the lausd and everybody on the radio and tv was talking about prom and how i'm sorry um graduation and how the students weren't going to have any any graduation mm -hmm. ceremony because of the pandemic and we were like well what about prom right like they're not that's like such a rite of passage mm -hmm. and nobody's gonna have a prom so we reached out to LAUSD and said we could put together this prom for you virtually now mind you I did not know how it was going to happen <laughs> but I believed I could do it so, 
I believe. <laughs> so, um, and so, you know, working with, you know, it's a behemoth. So it's like, it takes a little, the wheels are very slow to grind. Right. So we pitched the idea in April. They didn't sign the contract until May 15th. And the event date was May 30th. Wow. And, and, and there was um, Memorial Day in there. So we had like nine business days to pull this whole thing together. And so because it was early enough in the pandemic that people didn't, you know, they they weren't trying to monetize a whole bunch of stuff. So, I mean, we were able to get like Magic Johnson, Estelle, a Laker, Danny Green, a bunch of people from um, E! Entertainment, um, Sean Combs' son, uh, I don't know if it was Christian or Justin, it was one of those two. But we were able to get all those people together. And then I found, got all these people to give sponsorship and, you know, various, you know, giveaways for the kids. And we did this three hour event that ended up to, you know, it was for 33,000 students. Wow. That's awesome. That's it was scary. Awesome. I cried. I cried. <laughs> I cried before I hit the live button. <laughs> But it turned out well, though. It turned out very well for you. And now it has become a part of your portfolio. Yes. So that was in 2020, correct? Correct. 2020. And also, based on your background, your experience, I understand that you were enrolled in a program offered by the Greater Los Angeles African American Chamber. What was that program? What was it called? And it was called... It was called the Business Evolution Program, and Gilbert is the greatest business coach <laughs> on the planet. And by extension, because Gilbert kept you know telling me, you got to know Crystal. You need Crystal. You need Crystal. <laughs> I got to Crystal by that way. So, I mean, it was a great program. I encourage anybody you know in the LA area, if they want to you know really help their business grow, I think that it's a program that really anchors itself well into the students. In that, I mean, they want to see you succeed, and and they really help make those connections. And many of the connections that I made during that um, class, I mean, I'm now working them, trying to get contracts and stuff from from many of the people who are the you know the the, the supplier diversity people and that sort of thing. And and you know it it. I want government contracts and I'm so learning it. It is all about who you know. It is mm -hmm. all about who you know. That is true. That is true. It, it is. What's one of your most, first of all, do you do events all across the country or just in this country, the states that you live in? No, no, no. I do them, I do them, you know, all across the country. Um, but primarily um I do I do them mostly locally. I mean, unless we're doing a tour, like I worked with Tavis Smiley for years, and so you know, we did a number of national events um with blacks and technology, um, his talented tenth program. Um, his accounting account accountable tour. I mean, I did a lot of different kinds of events for him. So no, it's not just local. Oh, okay. What's hey. your most memorable uh, uh, event that you've done uh, on a grand scale? On a grand scale, hmm. it's so challenging because there are so many of them. But um, um, I, I I can tell you, I had this one event. Um, 
I used to work with the South Coast Air Quality Management District. And you know how, you know, the, the, you just have that feeling of contentment, like, oh, my God, this was such an amazing event. I don't know. It's like everything came together and conspired to make it fabulous. Uh, I have William Allen Young, who was such a great orator. You know, he was just amazing and, and you know, talked about, you know, air quality while he was, you know, in I don't know if it was Compton or Watts, but he said he could see USC and it was someplace he wanted to go. But, you know, and then I would hire this guy who it's almost as if he channels Martin Luther King. And I mean, he does, he will reenact some of his sermons. I mean, it was just an amazing, touching kind of an event. Um, But, you know, every time I do an event, I'm just like, whoo, we did it. It was fabulous. (laughs) And I am Forget about it. I'm going to the next one. <laughs> and then there are those that you go, never again. <laughs> never again. Sounds like you've been doing very great, uh, Ginger. I love it. You know, it, the pandemic was actually really good to me. You know, I know for a lot of people, it was a terrible time. They couldn't get work. They couldn't do a lot of things. But for me, it was really, really good. And since most of my work comes from word of mouth anyway, um, it was a, I mean, I really got to hone the the um, the virtual event skills. I mean, now I'm actually producing my first in-person event in like two years. And, you know, it's like all the things you forget, you know, you just forget. It's like, wow. I mean, like I got to get checks ready and I've got to, you know, set up a delivery schedule and, you know, it's just, so I'm kind of like, you know, slowly easing myself back into what it's like doing real events again. Have you worked with any youth organizations, uh, Ginger? Well, I just did uh, an event for um, Nifty. Um, they have a, a an event called the Youth Entrepreneurial Challenge that mm-hmm. teaches um, underserved students. You know, they 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 they're coached for like sixteen weeks, something like that, and then they they have a big pitch competition. Um, and so there's middle schoolers and there's also high school students. And um, I mean, the the things these kids are learning is so amazing. Like I did pretty much my first real pitch contest this year. Yeah. And, I clearly am way out of middle school and high school. <laughs> you, you, you know, of course, Ginger, you know, of course, my phenomenal co-host, Crystal Super Mitchell, is a coordinator of oh, our program. That's how I met Ginger. Because I, I, uh, Ginger, I had not heard of you. As a promoter, you're usually behind the scenes. So I, I didn't know of you. And then when we did the first, the, the, um, our first uh, virtual competition last year, then you were the coordinate. You did. The yeah, that, that, that was. And I mean, but to me, it's such a, I mean, it's so amazing. You know, when you guys were, were, were talking about, you know, earlier when you were talking about me coming on as a guest, you know, one of the things you said is that, you know, if no one knows about you or whatever, you know, when I did my first pitch this year, my first line was, if you have no clients and nobody knows about you, that means you have no business and you're not making any money. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, that, and that's a great segue into the marketing piece, because one of the things that I have noticed in my 30 years of working with this small business community is that marketing and publicity seems to be the last thing that our small business owners think about. Yep. You know, they're so busy 
running the business that marketing and 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 getting their brand out there is the last thing that they ever do and and it's hard i mean you know first of all there's a cost there can be a cost associated with it especially if you're hiring someone like me to promote it and then you know we're also talking about and even though there's way more content like in the marketplace you know if you're trying to get something into the LA Times, say, for example, or, you know, mm -hmm. beyond Spectrum One or something like that. It's it's harder to do that now because, you know, there's there's less space. And so it's right. kind of like, how do you break through the noise? And so I kind of fall into that very same category. I do it for other people, but I don't necessarily do it for myself. So today I, I actually hired a social media person to kind of help me because okay. I'm not it's not my thing, you know, and it's like, I don't know, you know, kind of getting, doing these live, you know, videos and stuff. I don't know. There's a part of me that feels like it's a little narcissistic, you know, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's real, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I fight that, you know, all the time. And so, you know, this, this girl, um, I mean, she was so, she was like, came in like gangbusters, like I can help you and I can do this. And I was like, is she expecting me to hire her? <laughs> she was. <laughs> but she was good. You know, she said, Ginger, just start out with like 10 tips. And so, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that it isn't that challenging. I mean, you got to get over, you know, if you have issues like me about narcissism and, you know, just, you mm -hmm. know, flooding the airway. But at the same time, you know, when traditional, even if you can't do traditional public relations and, and you know, do press releases and hire someone to help you get in to various, you know, news networks or, you know, publications, that sort of thing. Social media is so available to people. It's free. I mean, all you need is this, right? right. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people, I mean, I've just been reading so much about TikTok and how people are really like, they're discovering brands, they're getting all these followers, and they're getting a, a ton of business, you know, just by doing reels and, and putting up TikTok videos about their business. And, you know, like me, I'm old school, right? So like, I don't really think of this as it's my phone, right? So when I'm out, <laughs> so when I'm out, like I'm not taking pictures. Like if I had a real camera, I'd be taking pictures. <laughs> I don't think about it all the time with this. But like, you know, she was telling me today, like when you do this event next week, you know, make sure you do some setup, um, take some video yeah. of them setting up the event. So, I mean, it's new information that I have to keep in my head. And again, you know, you it, it, it's, it could sound a little weird given the fact that I tell people these things, but <laughs> it's one thing to tell other people to do it. It's another thing when you're doing it yourself, right? Well, that is such a true, that's just such a fact though, uh, Ginger. Yeah, yeah, Ginger, that is really a fact. Yes, many entrepreneurs, man, they're quick to tell you what to do. But right. when it comes to them following their own advice, not so much. Well, I mean, <laughs> even I, when I first started my accounting, my bookkeeping services, um, just like you, Ginger, everything came as a word of mouth. I mean, I established with, you know, I, I would be out networking. Now, I, I am an amazing, you know, I love networking. And so that was the very first thing that I did. And obviously, as a publicist and a marketing person in that field and in the field that you're in, I went out and met the people that I knew would be able to carry my message out there to the population, to my 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 customer base, right? 
So I did that. I made sure that I had a really solid word of mouth network out there. So for the first for the first 15 years until the, the recession in 2008, mm-hmm. I had only worked by referrals and word of mouth. So after 2008, and most of my clients were in the real estate industry, or they were in the mortgage industry, or they were churches. Those were my clients. Mm-hmm. Well, all that was all, all of my business, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, well, who am I going to do this for? Oh my God, I got a market. Oh my God, what are, how am I? And I haven't been telling people how to do that for years. How do I do that? <laughs> so I, had to, I had to then go back to some of my own lessons to teach myself. <laughs> how to market my business. <laughs> right. And, and then, I mean, like, I'm really great at doing it on behalf of my clients. I'm super at it. You know I mean? That's what I get paid to do, but I'm not great at doing it myself. So, I mean, these kinds of opportunities, you know, to talk with you and to share my story and that sort of thing is really important because it's not things that I normally do. I'm, I'm in the background all the time. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm making things happen. Quietly and in the back. Well, maybe not always quietly because obviously I like to talk, but, but, you know, but I'm doing it behind the scenes and I'm not kind of out there. So, you know, I, and again, I, I'm great at promoting other people's businesses. I'm not, I've not been really great about doing my own. So this year, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to change that. And so I'm trying to take more opportunities to, you know, talk to people about what I do, you know, really put myself out there on social media and that sort of thing to just really widen the, the, or broaden the scope of people because, you know, sometimes those referrals peter out and you need to know new people all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think you're absolutely right. When we in a in a coaching kind of or uh, auxiliary kind of business, you tend to you'd be very good at promoting your own clients. But one of the things that I I was just Gilbert and I did, and that's what I said at the early at the top of the show is the best one of the best things we did was actually uh, launching our podcast because now we are out there and people are seeing and yeah we got to market it and grow it and do what we're doing to it but you know more than likely i'll go somewhere and someone will say tap me on the shoulder it's like aren't you're crystal aren't you and i'm like yeah Yeah, how how do you you know me how do you know me (laughs) and then they'll say oh i met i saw you online the other day you always online somebody told me one day he said I will tell you what, Crystal, there is not a day that I don't look on my internet and you're not there. I said, well, that's oh my good. Goodness. My marketing so that's is working. <laughs> that's one, but that's what, you know, kind of what small businesses really need to do is, yeah. you know, they've got to find ways. And if it's too expensive to, to hire a public, I mean, you know, I think it's important to, you know, kind of think about what your brand is. Like I've conceptualized, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, so I clearly know what my brand is and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But, but, you know, how you communicate that brand, how you come across and obviously for different platforms, you've got to kind of change your messaging a little bit. You can't say what you'd say on Instagram, say, for example, on LinkedIn, because it's a very different kind of, you have a different voice that's used. Mm -hmm. But, but I feel that, you know, for small businesses, 
that, you know, may not be able to hire a publicist per se, you know, they, they, they might be able to sit down with someone to just kind of help them craft what their brand is about, that sort of thing. And then they can do a lot of that on their own through, you know, just posting videos, posting, mm -hmm. um, you know, content, you know, about things that they're doing really to get their brand out there because, you know, they're just people who are just shameless self-promoters, right? <laughs> And, and they're also getting a lot of business. Right. Well, I and mean, the Kardashians, they use every angle under the planet to make That's sure right. that they stay relevant out there. What type of business would you say would benefit the most from a publicist? Um, I think that someone who is really trying to maybe build a brand or, or has a brand, but really trying to promote it. Um, for example, um, I work with... Um, uh, and, a company that we produce or I produce, I should say, um, it's a wellness brand for women called Wise Paws Wellness, right? Okay. And so Wise Paws is all about women, hormones, perimenopause, the whole thing. We bring all these experts together and it's a one day event um, that answers all these questions. And so a, a, a company like Wise Paws would, it does well for that sort of thing because there's an, estab there's an established um, history of, of work product but it just needs to get moved to the to the next level. So, you know, pitching Oprah and, you know, all it just got into that one of her products just actually got into Oprah's Oprah's favorite menopausal things. Oh, um, wow. So it's it's that sort of thing where you're really, you know, you need placement in a high profile kind of situation and you and, and you need to kind of level up. That's when I think that a publicist is really important. Not so much, you know, when you're first starting out because you're, you know, you're still kind of floundering, finding your mm -hmm. way. I mean, unless you're, you know, somebody who is about to blow up, you could, you know, you're starting the next Facebook and, you know, that's right. Exactly. It's a tech thing, which mm -hmm. is what I told Gilbert that for his small biz pro that he needed to have a publicist uh, or at least someone that could give him how do you get to the big tech magazines because how, how does that happen if you have a product uh in his case that's a, he has a tech uh, he has a, a software product right so how do you get so that you are one of those products that they review on an annual basis well you have to you know you have to send them to the reviewers you have to send a, a pitch letter with you know We'd like for you to demo the product, that sort of thing. And, you're, and you send it out. I mean, I subscribe to a database that to me is ridiculously expensive, given the fact that I pay the same amount as probably Procter & Gamble pays. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why they don't offer a small business discount. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, bottom line is, you know, you, you would then, we would put together a kind of a pitch package that, and that then we would send to these review editors to get that review. And then you can't just send it. You got to call and, you know, follow up and that sort of thing. I mean, unless you, you know, unless you completely know that industry, you know, that tech industry, you can get placements. But I worked with a tech company. I didn't have any tech um um, you know, I didn't like know any writers per se, and I was still able to get a lot of stuff in. So um, okay. that's what I would suggest. Right. There you go, Gilbert. That's you go. Very good advice. Very so, good advice. Maybe, maybe I'm going to have to uh, 
work with you on doing that for me, Ginger. Maybe so. And, yeah, and our listener, Greg Sneed, said two snaps up and insert the circle. <laughs> <laughs> because he he's worked so hard on that on his on on small biz pro and i think that's where it needs to get to it needs yeah. to get to that bigger stage now and yeah. uh he's you've done he's done a lot himself but in order to really get the recognition and get the uh get the his investment back on all that he's done over the last 10 years of getting it to market I, I it definitely needs to go to that uh, yeah because i didn't know when we were first when he first told me to go to small biz pro and i was in the bep program i didn't even know it was his program i mean i found out sometime later it was just something he said and i was like wait a minute this is his program but I mean, <laughs> you know but there you could get profiles and things like entrepreneur magazine you know i mean think about you know those kinds of places because those are the kinds of places you would need to get placement See, when, when it comes to coaching, consulting, and all of that, you come to Crystal and I. When it comes to the PR thing and all of that, we're going to lean on you, Ginger. Okay. <laughs> well, <I'm here>. yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, he's absolutely correct, Gil, because if you think about it, yeah, Essence has, uh, every year they do something on the new, the latest tech, in, mm. especially if they're Black, somebody yeah. Black, especially in today's world, when yeah. there's fewer products that are developed by black people or people yeah. of color right yeah. so um i and think that would be perfect is to get it to them even before you get to like smart computing and all that sort of stuff get the recognition from the black um network absolutely and let, them, and let them help lift you because then you can use that as leverage for you know for your push to the entrepreneurs and the and the, the wired and the, all the tech stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Entrepreneur Magazine also has, I know Entrepreneur Magazine has a pitch competition that they do. It's, if you go to YouTube and you type Entrepreneur yeah. pit, Pitch, you'll see all of their shows, you know? It, it, I think they air it on Fox, but the, they have, uh, certain features that you could, uh, you know, using your muscle and your power and say, hey, I got a product, an amazing product here, guys, that you got to check out. Yeah, yeah. I think well, yeah, you should enter some pitch competitions for it. I mean, because it really is a great small business tool, especially, yeah. I mean, especially to keep tabs on your certifications, I mean, and your insurance and all that mm -hmm. stuff, because it's a one-stop shop. Yeah. Yeah. And the history behind why he created it. I mean, he developed it out of a need that yeah. he, he saw in his coaching of, of clients that were applying for certification. Hex, actually, I think you, Chris Houghton, you, he, when he does that next, his next Chris, uh, Chris from the SBDC. Yeah. I, when he does his next pitch thing, you should be involved in that. Cause I know. I personally think that his product is like one of the top out there and it should um it should be getting the major exposure now right i, I agree you know and and you know there's no reason not to and there's so i mean i mean it's all about i mean all of this everything that we do is about filling a a, a void um or filling a, a hole in the market right and and, yeah. and what you supply and i mean for so many businesses, I mean, that's such a great tool to have. 
especially yeah. small businesses, because most of us don't have a, you know, a whole back office that, you know, somebody who can just, you know, arrange all that stuff and pull it out for us at a moment's notice. I certainly don't. And if I file it, you don't know where it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Sneed says, good to see you, Ginger. A client called 20 minutes ago. Greg <laughs> Sneed is, uh, is our uh, our offline of, of business zone just court jester. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Greg. <laughs> this is great. This is great information, Ginger, that you're providing us. And see, that's the same thing. I would like other small businesses to know that you are there for them. You can provide them with that type of access and resource. So, uh, folks, uh, Ginger, maybe you can give us your information so we can put it in the chat. So, Certainly. Folks, um, yeah. what do you what What do you want? Website? You uh, want let's, um, let's, 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 email? What? Let's, yeah, let's take an email first because I rather connect with an email than a website. I mean, okay. website is good. I can see what you do, but to contact okay, you. Certainly. What's your... so it's ginger, G-I-N-G-E-R, at okay. snap, S-N-A-P, hyphen, not underscore, but a hyphen, productions, with an S, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S, dot com. Perfect. So your business is about to pick up because everybody's just really, really excited about getting to live events. <laughs> and I noticed all of a sudden... Um, uh, there's there's jazz concerts going on this summer. I mean, it's just like it. We just skipped over the last two years, and we are back full force. I know, uh, and I kind of feel like you. You know, I still have some temerity around, you know, being in large crowds and and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so you know, but with unless you know, with these COVID cases going up, yeah, you know, but unless they kind of do an indoor, I mean, they're suggesting that you wear one indoors, but. You know, at this point, the COVID protocols are just, you know, either you can show your proof of vaccination or, you know, come with a, ne a negative test. So, but you can actually still get COVID because I got COVID. I had been, I had had a vaccination. I had been vaccinated. Gilbert obviously had been vaccinated and we both got it. You get a lesser severity. Um, and then, you know, I think we're at the Omicron, but we're at several different types. Well, there's of so many sub variants now, but I got it after two vaccinations. I had it um, at Christmas time. Yeah. So I think we still have to be very careful. I did read this morning that they are thinking about going back with uh, indoor ma uh, mandatory yes, masks. I, I think we should. I mean, I know I've gone to some events. I mean, at Galak event, I, you know, you saw a handful of people with masks on uh, and you and it's not necessarily the people it's the who you've been around, right? You, right, you don't know exactly. Who you've been around. You know, I'm a hugger, and how you doing? It's so good to see you. And you know, like then I kind of stop myself. But by that time, I'm mid. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you're already like, in what do you face, do? Right? You gotta cook. You gotta. You just gotta finish it at that point. <laughs> you know. And, right, and we, especially now that you haven't seen people. Um, you haven't seen people, so therefore you really want to hug. Right, Gloria wants right. to know generally what size of budget does one need to consider for continuous PR support, like a retainer? What does that look like? Well, it kind of depends. Um, you know, it depends on how much is required. You know, like sometimes generally, uh, you know, low low dose is probably around two thousand a month. Um, okay. 
but you know if if it's a if it's a big project and you need you know a lot you know and we're doing a lot of booking and stuff like that i mean it can go anywhere from you know five to ten thousand a month depending on you know how much is needed um you know i've always wanted one of those easy accounts like get somebody like beyonce who you know if she steps outside you don't have to call the press the press is calling you right <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And, and that's people right. make like 20 grand a month. I'm like, that's what I want. <laughs> so that would be your ideal client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's all it's all just, you know, wading through. It's not like you're calling people going, I, you know, I, you're not begging. You know, for most of the people that I'm working with, I'm begging, right? Right, exactly. Um, or or trying to see how we can massage something. If I give you this person, can you still do this favor for me? Where, you know, somebody left that, you know, very well known, you know, oh, great, but $5,000 daily only. <laughs> well, that would be if Beyonce was her. That would be a Beyonce <laughs> yeah, I don't know anybody. But, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of, of, of you know, work that I do. And so it, it, you know, you're still doing a lot of work, even on a small retainer, but you know, you're, you're also trying to find placements and other places that, you know, as you try to build it, cause the whole idea is to just build, right. Yeah. You get them in this, you know, you kind of do the lower tier and once you move up, you know, then you're trying to get to those kind of exalted places. You know, I think the New York times is like exalted, exalted. Washington post, you know, exalted, those kinds of things. So yeah. Greg, Greg Sneed said five thousand dollars daily. <laughs> yeah, that would be your that would be your Beyonce. I, I do think though, if let's say if you are uh, written you know a, a, a book and, and you really want to sell, um, uh, hey Maya, if you really want to sell copies, that should be part of your marketing material. Is thinking about what even if you just hire a publicist for consulting purposes, so that can help you. Uh, lay out what that looks like, right? Right, but the other thing too is you wanna, you wanna. I mean, unless you wanna do all that work yourself, you know. I've worked on several, several um, books, you know, publishing books and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. Those kind of projects. Some of them are hard, you know. I have a client that their whole thing is they they work with exonerated people, um, and and so they had this this book called Pruno Ramen and a Side of Hope: um, Stories of Surviving Wrongful Conviction. And, you know, I'm trying to explain to, to like, you know, book reviewers, it's kind of like chicken soup for the soul meets uh, the prison system. You know, so sometimes those books are really, really hard because people are looking at it in genres, you know, uh -huh. as opposed to. So, you know, in, in, in books particularly, I think that it's important that you have a publicist and someone who, you know, that can really kind of push and find these outlets. And so, you know, like I said, I subscribe to that, you know, expensive uh, database, mm -hmm. but but at least I can aggregate uh, a large a number of, of book reviewers as opposed to, you know, you sending it off to this one, to this one, because it's also expensive, right? Yeah. Because everybody who wants you, you want to review the book, wants a copy of the book. Yeah. Right. So what do you think would be, um, so if, so when we look at that, you're obviously going to look at the return, right? What would be your investment? So 
uh, uh, publicists versus no publicists on what, based upon some of your clients, how much you, how many books you could actually sell with a publicist versus what you would sell without a publicist. Yeah, I think you sell more books. And I mean, I think that, that you know, all of this is just kind of coming down to, you know, there, you can, you can go to big, publicity firms, you know, there's a bazillion of them here in Los Angeles, right? Um, and they hire, you know, they have all the entertainment people and all that kind of stuff. But I think that, you know, one of the benefits of hiring someone like me or, you know, someone of my ilk smaller is that you're going to get more personal attention. People are going to pay attention. You know, people are going, you're going to, you're going to tweak the, if you have a strategy and it isn't working, you can tweak it easily. It's not like there's this big machine that is going yeah. on in the background that, you know, has to kind of grind to a stop and then, you know, reverse and that sort of thing. So here, you know, books, whatever. I mean, I think that, that using a small business for, for, you know, the events, the, the, the publicity, all that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's, I think it does, you'll benefit more just because of the attention that you'll get and and the amount of, of attention that's put on your project. No, oh, okay. And then I also think based upon, it's like uh, who you come with, right? Gilbert and I come with our vast network. So when we are coaching, you're just not getting us, you're getting right. our network. So the same thing with you as a publicist, you're getting your vast network that you right. put time and investment into building in order to help promote and work with your business. What's that story that they say that, you know, it's some artist, I don't know if it was Picasso or something, that somebody said, draw me a picture. And he said, well, how much is it? And he said, $10,000. She says, why? It only took, you know, it took you two minutes to do it. And then he said, yeah, but, you know, it took me 30 years to, you know, to perfect it to that thing. And I think that's, you know, the same with people like you and 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 me, you know, we we come with a lot of experiences. You know, we, we've been down that road. This isn't our first rodeo. So, you know, we're coming to you with a vast skill set, you know, a, net, a network, that sort of thing. And, you know, we're going to leverage that to help. Oh, okay. Greg wants to know, and this, you know, in today's world, uh, good publicity, bad publicity, it doesn't really matter <laughs> in this world that we live in. So he says, what about clients that believe negative publicity will drive their business? I imagine they are not ideal clients. What do you? No, they're not ideal clients. And, and, and generally, you know, I mean, not to get too woo woo, but you know, uh -huh. that's kind of energy I want to be involved with, you know? Um, I mean, I'm sure it does, you know, it will drive some business for, and it, you know, it may give you a bump for, mm -hmm. for a while, but, mm -hmm. but that bump comes down and then, and then, you and know, it seems like you, you have remember. to keep chasing that, right? It's like, you gotta, you gotta, I, I've been noticing that with, uh, of late with, uh, Elon Musk. I mean, he's decided this is the new the new Elon Musk is to make sure he's in the news, whether it's good news or bad news. But it seems to me that that it all be, came about from Trump, right? Yeah, all yeah, because that's yeah. what a Trump does. Mm -hmm. it, that has to be exhausting to to because are you are you going to get the same benefit? I mean, because you or, well, or or are you? Well, I also feel that, you know, I mean, that negative publicity kind of follows you. So, you know, when people think of you, it's kind of like they have mixed feelings about you, you know? Mm -hmm. 
and 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 sometimes you just can't you can't shake that 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 public you can't shake that reputation and you know i just believe it just try to do good yeah i mean i i mean because i think you know when i i remember taking marketing classes gilbert i'm sure you took marketing classes the, the goal was that you didn't want some bad marketing to surface when you didn't want it you know like a, a politician you know yeah. you create these negative environments and then when you want to run for the cardinal, all of a sudden that, ne <laughs> that negativity kind of rares and right, right back up, right, right back yeah. up, especially and, in this world that we live in, computerized. And I think that negative publicity, it, it, it I mean, it, it, like I said, it follows you, and it doesn't, it, it makes people talk about you, but then it right. also divides people about you too, right? Yeah. And, and that's kind of where you don't, I mean, in my mind, that's not, that's not something I want to deal with. You know I mean? Yeah. It's not to say things won't come up or maybe you need to make a statement. Like a lot of companies, you know, when, the, when, during the George Floyd um, incident, they mm -hmm. all wanted to, you know, like people were calling me and helping them craft a statement for their website about, you know, black lives matter and they support and that's sort of, I mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Uh -huh. um, you know, taking a stand, but at the same time, you know, I mean, look at how Disney is kind of getting dragged now because they took a stand on, on the whole, um, abortion thing in, mm -hmm. in Florida. And now there's, you know, all this drama. I mean, things are so politically divided right now. And I understand that people are kind of afraid. I think you got to stand up for what you stand for and let the mm -hmm. chips fall where they may, but I would not, I would not, try to hone on to any sort of negative publicity as, you know, like all publicity is good publicity. And not with social media. That used to be the case when, before all that stuff happened, but now yeah. it lives forever. I mean, look at what happened to Kevin Hart. You know, they unearthed some, some yeah. tweets of his from 10 years ago, and then they pulled the Oscar hosting gig from him. Right. It's like they almost have a whole team of people out there. Let's go find whatever negative you can right. find on that individual. Mm -hmm. And even though it's, it's buried, see if it was print, it would take you a long time to find that. But right. on the Internet, it doesn't take just takes a few right. keywords. And next thing you know, now you're having to backtrack something that you said 25 years ago. And everybody's different. So I, I'm with you. So Greg, it says, and I'm about this. My reputation is valuable to me. And so I try to establish and build a reputation that will carry, has the, has a, the, the, the test of time, right? Exactly. I, I don't want something uh, to come up down the line that is going to, you know, sabotage something that I'm doing. That you've built. You for, that you've you know, built, right. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Will Smith, but that slap certainly, you know, yeah. has tanked his career, at least for right now it has. For right know? now, and I'm sure he'll be back, but he'll come back differently. You know, uh, Mel Gibson, same thing. He didn't come back. There's quite mm -hmm. a few of them that certain things they've done in the past have derailed them for the for for the duration and they never were really able to rise above it and especially if people see you one way right and, and that's what i was going to say i mean just like you talked about your reputation and you know, your reputation is really all you have it's your brand capital mm -hmm. so you know you have to make a choice on how you want your how to how you want to invest in your own 
brand capital. And so to me, like I always tell people when I do an event, I'm like, I'm only as good as my last event, because if it sucks, somebody's going to say something about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's and, and my reputation is how I get work. So right. I'm not trying to do anything to dampen it or, you know, harm it in any way, because it's 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 kind of my testament to who I am. Exactly. Now, Gilbert is always working on uh, maintaining his. He, he'll he tell a person in a minute. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. As a matter of fact, as we speak right now, I'm conjuring up some things that I want to add to that system. So I'm always adding stuff. I'm always bringing value to the small businesses that use it. Right. So he's always, so we do. So guys, um, you know, with, uh, and, and Greg says he'll never fully recover. Um, for, for an action and, and sometimes that's what happens like we we out we operate out of an emotion and we don't ever know and i personally think there was a whole bunch of stuff going on way before he got to the oh, oscars yeah. that yeah. it just took a little bit and and when we're in personal turmoil when yeah. there's personal turmoil going on in the household or wherever yeah. you know it, it can really derail us um and i think that's what was going on there uh, and because you hadn't seen that in their world before, we expected that like from Kanye West, right? <laughs> Whatever he does, we expect that. But you're not expecting that from a Will Smith. So it's going to take no, a No, because bit. he had a very carefully crafted brand for all these years. And so, I mean, it just, you know, it just shows you, you build a brand and then you do something insipid, you know, and look at how quickly he fell. And I mean, right. he lost all, I mean, like four major movies that, mm -hmm. that they, you know, put back on the drawing board. I mean, there was yeah, a, there was a yeah, lot. That's going to take him a minute. And the same thing with, with, with Bill Cosby. Same exact thing, right? I mean, he was the pudding man, right? The pudding pop guy. And now, yeah, I mean, the, uh, Cliff Huffable. And if you have that kind of pristine personality or, or persona that you've crafted, all of a sudden, it's even bigger than it was right. if it was somebody else. Some other right. body else, you go, ah, you know, they've been doing antics all along. So, you know, I, you know, no big deal. But if this is not, if you've had kind of a pristine persona uh, and people held you up, and that's, I guess, the thing, people hold you up on their own personal pedestals. Um, and so when you, when you blemish that pedestal, then they feel personally hurt with that. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's just important. I think that that small businesses, entrepreneurs really need to, you know, protect, do what they can to protect their brand at any cost. I'm, well, I'm you know, at any cost, yeah. but I mean, you know, really protect and, and decide who you want to be and be that persona and, and don't delve in, don't like, don't try to get negative publicity because I think it'll only hurt you in the end. And, you know, we've got such a divided country now. You don't need people, you know, that you just want them to think you're great and deliver for them. I always say, you know, just like meet, say you're going to meet their goals and always exceed them, you know, just do your best and, and, and it'll come. Yeah. So uh, before we uh, close our segment, what is the difference between a public relations person and a marketing person? How do they, do they operate well, differently or? Sometimes they kind of overlap, but I would say that marketing is more looking at third parties to try to um, 
market your, you know, like finding um, um, partnerships, relationships um, um, to to help push your brand. Where a publicist is working more directly with media. Okay. I mean, some some you know some publicists. I mean, now it's so blended. But you know, you'll you'll look at a lot of people, like for example, the people who have. Um, who are at CAA, you know, they're, they're into, you know, trying to find cross promotions between Pepsi and, and Beyonce, let's say, okay. and, uh-huh. and that sort of thing. So you're, 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 you're also extending the brand, but you're doing it more through partnerships, whereas mm. a publicist is working more directly with media to craft your brand. Awesome. Awesome. Maya says, beautiful. Thank you for explaining. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, my friend. I've learned so much about you. (laughs) Thank you so much for today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, It was fun talking to you guys. Now you see why we wanted you on here, because not only are we learning more about you, are our audience learning more about you, but now the world has learned a lot more about you. And, and you got a link now. So Crystal is going to provide that link on YouTube. So you can go there. You can take that link and you can edit it and you can use it to market your program. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Once I learn how to do that. That's not in my wheelhouse. Okay. Well, in the meantime, we'll make sure it gets out there. So it'll be on Facebook. It'll be on um, a LinkedIn. Uh, I will tag you in it. So then you it'll, it'll tag into your space. I love this. Greg, Greg, Greg just gave you a tagline there. He said, call Ginger where publicity is a snap. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny that he said that because I just redid my logo and <laughs> And the the there's a spray on it, like a you know a little, I don't know, graphic for lack of a uh-huh. better. And it and it's supposed to look like fingers, you know, snapping. Oh, okay. So I love it. All ginger where publicity is a snap. That's right. Thank you, Greg. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the check later. <laughs> and for those of you that are looking to now have your live events, Miss Ginger is out there. So reach over and call out, call out to Snap Productions, and and so she can help you put on a fantastic event. She has immense uh, expertise in this area, and you know, as she said, your last, uh, you you want to make sure your 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 live events are just what they're doing, what they're supposed to do, right? Right. Absolutely. And all of these events are great for, you know, when you give an event, it's great for marketing who you are and what you do and, and bringing and and expanding your network. Cause it's usually not just one person at these events. There's a whole bunch of folks. (laughs) So thank you, Ginger. Gilbert, any, any parting words you'd like to leave with our, other than what you've already told our small business community? Well, the one thing I want to say, guys, there's opportunities coming down the pike. You may not hear about it yet, but the president is working on it. And I want to make sure you guys are all ready. We we remember what, what happened during the pandemic in 2020, where many small businesses were not ready. And then the thing happened. And when that thing happened, 440,000 minorities and black businesses had to close their doors. We don't want you guys closing your doors anymore. So make sure you're ready. You're staying in the ready position. So if you stay in the ready position, you don't need to get ready. So let's do this thing. All righty then. Ginger, any parting words for the small business community? 
I think to be true to yourself, know your voice and, and, and protect your reputation always at all costs. And I'm happy to help you do an event or help you do some publicity to make you shine even brighter than you already do. Well, you already, you already got my request for Small Biz Pro. You're going to help me with that. So yes, sir. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Gloria says, thanks for your insight. Greg is, is says, uh, thank you. Uh, what does you, Greg, say? Uh, Maya, beautiful. So a lot of people are, and I think M Margaret must be a friend of yours. Was it Margaret that was here? No, Monique. No? Oh, okay. Mo Anyone's Mo Monique, Monique is our people. She's our oh. people. Hey, Monique. She's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank you all for tuning in. It's been a great show. Um, Ginger, you're just awesome, 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 awesome. Thank you so much. I, I had so much fun with you guys. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank oh, you're so you. welcome. So, with that, guys, for those of you guys who want to be a guest on this show, it's very easy. Crystal, tell them how they can become a guest. So, you can reach out to myself or Gilbert. Actually, let me just put the link up. Oh, well, let me see. Let me put and the link you guys, up. all you need to do is to click on that link and uh, schedule when you would like to be on the show what we're going to ask you to do is to bring us a headshot and a bio brief bio seven or eight bullets about you and uh, that's it then you come on the show and you tell us exactly what your business is about and how you're there to help other small businesses or your customers yeah we're here to help you grow your business and this is a great way to do that uh, so we'd love to have you. Holly Campbell's the best business person on the planet. She's uh, the best sister on the planet. Holly, <laughs> best Holly sister on the planet. <laughs> Holly, best sister. Hey, Holly, how are you doing? <laughs> so, so when are you uh, headed? When are you guys heading out? Um, to you, you uh, earlier you said you're going to take your sister back to the state she came uh, from. I think we're leaving the 12th or the 13th. We're driving. It's going to be Thelma and Louise. But we oh, my ride. goodness. That should be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you guys took a road trip? <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Ginger and Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> I actually like, uh, I like uh, driving and road trip and ride, uh, driving long distances. I love it. <laughs> I, I, Gloria, just, Gloria just came back from a road trip. She went to Rochester, New York. Right, Gloria? She went to Rochester, New York. And she, she drove? I don't know if she drove or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rochester's up there by Buffalo. I don't know if yeah. she's all the way across country. Yeah, we'll that's to drive. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, guys, just uh, the link is in the in the in the chat. So pull that link and and sign up and to be a guest on the show. We will be happy to have you. The whole purpose of the business zone is to make sure that we're bringing information to you as well as highlighting you as a business owner. We want everyone to be successful. She says, yes, but she didn't drive. As I was telling a friend of mine, if you're going to be at the top, don't be at the top alone. Take everybody with you. So that's that's what we're right. doing. We're bringing everybody with us so we all can party together <laughs> and, and be strong and be united in one. So uh, we are the small business advocates here and we want you to be successful. So with that, Gilbert, we ready to sign off for the week? 
Yes, we do. And folks, we'll see you again next Friday, three o'clock here on the Business Zone. We're out. Yeah. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz pro, I saw we grow using procurement, program, and control. I'm a business man, yes, I 